Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Did everyone survive Mercury retrograde? We barely did. Thank God that's over. Thank God. Yeah. I hate Mercury retrograde. It's such a pain in the ass. I hate it. Yeah. We almost didn't get our shows up because of it. We recorded our last episode, Mermaids, during uh, retrograde. Yeah. And um, then when I went to load it onto my computer, it wouldn't work, wouldn't work. And then Carol took it home, tried to get it on her computer, wouldn't Wouldn't work, work. wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. So she gave it back to me and then lo and behold, it worked. Okay, so we made it through. Yay. Yay. Um, we only have four more of these to get through this year. Yes. <laughs> Great. And so actually there's uh, two more left. Okay. Two good, more left. There's three all told. Three all told together in 2023. Yes. So does that mean in 2024 there will be four Mercury? Returns? I don't know. I haven't looked that far. <laughs> we got to get through one year at a time. <laughs> one day at a time. I don't plan my life even a week in advance, Holly. You never know what's going to happen. Minute by minute. Speaking of which, planning ahead, happy birthday, Jim and I. Happy birthday to you. You are the gem in my eye, Jim and I. (laughs) The terrible twins. Oh, no, they're not the evil twins. I thought one was evil and one was good. Oh, wait, one is always evil, isn't (laughs) it? Okay. (laughs) You mystery Gemini, those born May 21st to June 20th are going to be celebrating this year. Well, we have Taurus in your North Node, Gemini, highlighting hidden issues that are going to come to light. North Node transits are typically faded events that are meant to be very beneficial for you long term and fulfill a karmic or soul lesson. There is work you have been doing behind the scenes, either consciously or subconsciously, and it is about to be presented or, shall we say, by your evil twin, unleashed upon your social circle of friends (laughs) and family. So yeah, Gemini is really full of surprises this month. Mm. Your attention will be focused on finding ways to get free time for your projects or just the vacation time you need for new energy and ideas. You have an interesting thing happening with the planets. Mercury is playing a part by transiting your 12th house until June 11th. What does this mean, Gemini? Well, There could be some information being spread behind your back, and it will be leaked after the 20th of May. Oh, man. You could be a victim of gossip or some hidden enemies. Just ignore those losers and put your focus on resetting your emotions. Don't get triggered. Focus on a new chapter of yourself. Do we know any Geminis we can talk shit about on this episode? I don't know any Geminis. (laughs) I I don't. I know that, like, there's some theory that if you're born on a cusp, you Mm. can kind of have some influence between the sign before you or Mm -hmm. wherever you're kind of in between that. Right. So um, I know some cancers that are right on the cusp Mm -hmm. of Gemini. So Mm -hmm. watch out. (laughs) The sun will go into your sign until June 21st. And after May 20th, you will be protected. So you will also be influenced by the new moon at the end of Taurus at 28 degrees, which took place on May 19th. So this new moon will draw your attention to your emotions. 
and possibly issues involving your mother because moon always represents our mom. Damn it, mom. I know. Yeah. And it was Mother's Day. So hopefully nothing That's crazy true. was going on there. Now, the third week of June will find most Geminis in the final stages of their great genius work. You will start to see progress on some of your most cherished goals. Hmm. The planet Venus is also lending its help by going into the sign of cancer until June the 5th. So you could get some great news about money. Oh, good. Hallelujah. Who doesn't love that news? Now I wish I did know a Gemini. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Geminis. The second house is the house of possessions and accumulation, which means you will probably be able to save more and find more abundance by acquiring some really nice birthday merchandise, too. Hmm. Hallelujah again. <laughs> reap, reap the gifts. Yes. Nice. You are ambitious about increasing your income, and this placement also helps you attract more money. Mars goes into cancer for two years in Leo, so Geminis will be finding that this transit highlights your third house in your chart. The third house highlights siblings or higher education and travel. You may be having issues with siblings or finding that your focus is on training or more education this next year. It is also very possible you might be making trips connected with your career. The new birthday year for you is also bringing you more confidence in expressing yourself. So don't let those emotions trigger that expression. Mm. But there are those who put you in like a box, you know, like this identity of you that you outgrew way after childhood. So they still treat you like that. Still That's treat you like that. Come in. Yeah. So <laughs> just know that, you know, this year you are going to be more confident and just saying, hey, this this is me now. This is the new me. I'm not that little child anymore. So anyway, that's it for Gemini. Happy cool. birthday. Happy birthday, Gems. Did you happen to watch any of the coronation ceremony of King Charles? I did not. Did you watch it? You know, I didn't watch it live, but I did watch some brief clips of it over that week. And it blew my mind that there weren't more issues happening when it was taking place during Mercury retrograde on a lunar eclipse of May 5th. So. I thought members of the Illuminati, though, were protected from any astrological issues that affect the rest of us. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, because even with it appearing as a bad time, I think they picked that date specifically because of astrological significance. Oh, really? Princess Diana, which I didn't know this, had a personal astrologer during the time of her marriage to Charles. Mm. So it can be assumed that King Charles probably knew a bit about bad omens in astrology and what eclipses might bring to a newly crowned king. Mm -hmm. But it is interesting to note that many of the current working royals were also born during eclipses. I think that I might have mentioned that before on a previous episode, but both the Prince and Princess of Wales, as well as King Charles himself, all began their lives beneath the respective eclipses. So wait a minute. Um, I don't know my royal lineage all that well. So Prince Kate William. Uh, so Keen. So so Kate and William were both mm -hmm. born during eclipses. Yeah. And so was Charles. I believe so, unless the article I got that from was wrong. Oh. I didn't actually pull up their charts and look at it. Oh, interesting. So, okay. I think they are considered the prince and princess of Wales. I think that is correct. I would assume that because Charles and Diana were prince and princess of Wales, weren't they? Yeah, I think it changes. When, yeah. Well, yeah, when the, when when the, the queen, queen died. And, yeah. And then he became king. Then they Everybody got that title. into a new title, right? Right. And, and by the way, speaking of Kate and William, mm -hmm. um, 
They were both late to the coronation. Oh, really? Blaming it on their kids. But we all know it was Mercury retrograde. (laughs) That's right. right? (laughs) Anyway, King Charles III was also born a Scorpio. So his coronation was under the influence of the full moon eclipse, also in his zodiac sign of Scorpio, and then the opposite money sign of Taurus, which represents taxpayers' money. So that's interesting. And the time of the ceremony also matched up with the same position of his rising sign, Leo, a very kingly influence Hmm. in King Charles' birth chart when he was born on November 14, 1948 at 9.14 p.m. Okay. That's a lot of nines. There's a lot of nines. A lot of nines and a lot of fours. I wonder if anyone's ever sat down and gone through the history of who's been the king of England and what was going on astrologically for all of those kings. It would be really cool. That would be super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they don't have the time of birth for those kings. Probably they do for King Charles, but maybe not But past him. Yeah. I doubt it. Maybe Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Maybe hers. But beyond that, they didn't really care that much about the timestamp. So you'd have to kind of guess Uh, at a lot of stuff. Yeah. And they say in astrology, if you're even off by like five minutes, Mm -hmm. it can change your aspects in your chart. Right. It can be very different. So, Mm -hmm. but you know, with all this new information I found, maybe it was the best day for the ceremony in spite of all that, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and the rising sign, um, in case you're wondering, is the zodiac sign that was rising in the sky at the eastern horizon during the time of your birth. And many astrologists feel that the rising sign of a person is far more accurate than their sun sign of the day in which you were born. And this is why two people born on the same day have very different aspects in their chart and why general horoscopes that you read online tend to fall short of a true prediction Mm, Um, because, you know, it's really the rising sign only stays in, uh, in the same sign for like two hours. Right, right, right. Yeah. um, You can be a Taurus born on the same day, but very different personality wise. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. We also talked in an early episode about some famous psychics who also thought there might be a problem with the stone of destiny. Do you remember that? And many predicted that King Charles would not be crowned. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I found an interesting story about the Stone of Destiny, mm. which was used in the ceremony. The famous stone, also nicknamed the Stone of Scone. I love that. <laughs> so it's the Stone of Bakery. The Stone of Scone. <laughs> I think that's like a nickname people say, like the Scone of Stone, when it's like an old waffle cone that's been sitting out and yeah. it's like breaks your teeth. It's all mildewy and gross. Yes. Yeah. But that's reverse. That's Scone of Stone and this is Stone of Scone. Okay. So okay. get get the get the nouns yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Originally, this famous stone was part of Scottish royal heritage. It was used in the inauguration of Scottish kings for centuries. The stone is made from rough sandstone, which is found within a few miles of scone. Hmm. Nobody knows exactly why the stone is regarded with such importance or its true origins. Hmm. Each end of the stone has had an iron staple attached with lead and connects to an iron ring in the shape of a figure eight. There was also a rectangle square carved out on top which might have been for a nameplate or some other ornamentation. Maybe it's a parking spot for your horse or something. Maybe. Maybe it's just (laughs) as basic as that. And two crosses were also cut out of the sandstone on top of the stone. In 1296, England's King Edward I stole the stone from Scotland as a spoil of war. 
and used it to be housed in a new throne chair at Westminster Abbey in London. Mm, okay. Yeah, the coronation chair was used in the ceremonies of crowning their monarchy and was a firm symbol of the English now sitting with their literal asses in symbolic dominance over the Scots. <laughs> no wonder from the well, Scots. Well, that would piss them. you off, wouldn't it? <laughs> so what have they done with this chair for the Irish? Because... <laughs> 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 they they kiss it yeah. like the Blarney Stone. <laughs> Four Scottish students snuck into Westminster Abbey and stole the stone on Christmas Day, 1950. Stole back, ha ha ha. Yeah, this is so funny. This reminds me of like capture the flag or something. <laughs> Three months later, the stone turned up back in Scotland at the high altar of Arbroath Abbey, and I'm probably not saying that correctly, but mm. it's A R B R O A T H. Gotta Abbroth. put a Scottish spin to it. Arbroath Abbey. <laughs> In November 1996, it was officially declared that the Stone of Destiny would be housed in Scotland and put on display in Edinburgh Castle with the agreement that it would still be transported to England for any coronations of kings and queens. So, yeah, for this coronation, they um, carted that huge stone back to England. <laughs> Now, there are some who think the Scots had the last laugh uh -huh. by switching out the stones when it was first stolen and used for the chair by Edward I. Hmm. But I could not find any theories on where they might be keeping the original stone of destiny hidden. Probably in the basement of one of those college kids from the 1950s. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Old records describe the stone of destiny as appearing very different from the modern day stone, having a shiny black semi-metallic look with elaborate carvings. Some have speculated that the Stone of Destiny could be meteoric in origin, explaining why it was held in such reverence. It is also strange to note that the Scots never demanded the return of their stolen stone after the wars of Scottish independence ended in 1328. Historian Matt Gerber thinks it was easy to fool the British because they didn't expect anything refined or beautiful coming from the Scottish heathens. <laughs> Those heathens. Yeah. He does feel that there might be a high chance that the Stone of Scone or Stone of Destiny is a fake. Hmm. So that's it for uh, the astrology and, oh, the, wow. in, and the story around the Stone of Destiny. Yeah. Now, the important astrology for end of May and lasting energies into June, mm -hmm. there is something happening called the Grand T-Square or fixed cross. Okay. And this is very rare in zodiac astrology, so mm. according to astrologers. Is it ominous? It can be, I guess. Mm, uh, right. The energy is pretty powerful. So this big is end of May through June? Yes. Yeah, so big things will happen in all the fixed signs of the zodiac by a lineup of all the major planets at 0 degrees across from each other forming a grand T-square mm. or what's called a fixed cross. It can represent big growth and oftentimes what happens during this period feels karmic or faded because of those natal no nodes being involved, like the ones I talked about with Gemini. Okay. Have you ever felt the tension in a rubber band right at the point when you're going to let it go and shoot it across the room at someone or something? Yeah, sure. So it's like that. There's this large amount of pressure or tension felt, and then bam, you let go. And something immediately shifts and changes for you on a major level. As a matter of fact, some people can become instant millionaires during this time. Yes. I know. So it's not all bad. I'm going to be heading to Vegas. Not, I know. Ka-ching, Polly. <laughs> Ka-ching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you should feel that pressure or tension. And um, 
that tension. I feel the tension. I feel it. Are you feeling it it now? (laughs) I do. I feel like I'm a rubber band. It's about to explode into a lot of money. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. So the zero degrees is referred to as the beginning point in astrology or the seeds of something new being planted. This energy will feel like a huge block unable to provide passage for where you need to go. But everyone needs that tension to build before this blessing occurs afterwards. So we can reassess everything and be absolutely clear on the direction we're going to be taking. Mm -hmm. And I know you're considering some schooling in different areas. And so that might be what's building up for you. It's like, okay, I want to do it. I want to make a decision about something. But you're just not pulling the trigger yet. Right. Molly McCord, who I listen to quite a bit, she's an astrologer online, and I've provided a link for her in the credits. She talks about this particular configuration, like everyone pulling up at a four-way intersection and waiting, uh, you know, where people look around at each other, but nobody's going. They're yeah, like, are you going to go? Are you going to go? Are you going to go? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So it's this grand pause mm-hmm. causing society as a whole to reflect on something that we all need to get clear about in terms of values and direction of life goals. So like a standoff kind of? Kind of like a standoff. And I, hmm. I'm kind of going to go into that a little bit further. And this will be a meeting of Mars in Leo, two very strong um, high energy types of influence, and then Pluto in Aquarius. So the standoff is between these people. And where something is coming up in your life in these areas that you're wanting to assert yourself, but Pluto comes in and says no and creates a force blocking us. Why is Pluto doing that, Holly? Um, I don't know. Well, to see the bigger picture and to look outside of yourself while considering other people. I take that as considering other people other than myself when Mm -hmm. making decisions. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's something. In addition, the North Node in Taurus with Jupiter approaching always expands issues. So there definitely is going to be a power struggle going on. Okay. It sounds like it's coming to a head. it, It is coming to a head. And if you have your chart available, you could look at the four main houses where the zero degrees land or any planets that are within two to zero degrees in your chart. Now, this might give you a clue as to the influences in your life where these are presenting. Patrick Arundel Astrology gives us an idea of how this will affect each zodiac sign in his video, which I will provide for you in our credits. Okay. So you can go there and look and see specifically how this big standoff will play out for you. So how's it going to play out for Sagittarius? I didn't look. <laughs> Damn it. You know, I wasn't looking at you. I need to stop and stop thinking about myself all the time. Yeah, apparently. And think about you, Holly. I'm so sorry. Clearly, this isn't going to affect Taurus at all. <laughs> no, it is. It is. Typically, the four fixed signs. Taurus, oh, Leo, yeah. Scorpio, and Aquarius. But also, the other signs will have aspects of this astrological phenomenon, too. So when the sun goes into the sign of Gemini on May 21st, and it will bring new information and ideas, possibly two things. The twins always provides choices and one's always an evil choice, right? No. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Gemini is the sign about duality and it does give us options. The advice is to put yourself in the middle of that conflict without pushing yourself to have a specific agenda mm. and visualize yourself from getting these answers from the top down or 
you can just take a walk if you're not into meditation, shake it out and clear your head. Just don't get yourself triggered that you create permanent rifts with people or burn bridges that you can't ever cross back over again. Hmm. On a world stage, it can mean stalemate to a war situation or possibly some explosive energy that at its tipping point can perhaps create an unwanted tragedy at its extreme. Hmm. It is friction and egos all around, and we will see competing influences from authority figures who want to tell us they know better Mm -hmm. and get us all worked up about Mm -hmm. our self-worth and everyday earning power and life direction. Yeah. Now, this configuration occurs exact on May 20th, but influences us into June. So I think this episode will be dropping... I think May 23rd, around there. Yeah, that sounds right. So whatever it is, we may be past it or in the middle of it. Um, But remember, zero degrees begins something new for us. So it generally won't be like the end of the world. Maybe it's an old way of relating or daily existing. But Pluto is in the 12th house. So you can definitely expect secrets to be revealed Hmm. and shocking things worldwide that were hidden. Aliens. Um, alien. I would love that. Whatever happens, it's likely to come as a complete surprise to us. Oh. Resources from the Earth, which Taurus rules over, could be a subject that comes into discussions and puts a pause on how we want to move forward. Taurus we're, we're again. Something. Is that what yeah, it is? Maybe a Taurus again rules over our money and banks. So there might be developments in that area again, too. Like maybe a stalemate over raising the debt ceiling again or mm. deciding what to do with resources. Okay. Um, on Gemini, May 21st, the sun will form a really beautiful trine. This is a great alignment and helps bring in those choices for us. Okay. Um, so we will get to make our choice for ourselves. And once we go forward into June, um, as a society, our collective decisions will start to make more sense. Now, there is one more area I can see this great fixed cross or energy possibly affecting us. That is earthquakes. Mm, no. Yeah, I know. I, I couldn't find any astrologers saying this would happen. Mm-hmm. And I know that earthquakes, typically we can't predict them. When the rubber band snaps, though, and that mm. energy is released um, after May 21st through June 1st, we can see the earth literally crack or shift open since Taurus Taurus Mm. rules the land. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the tension is what takes place Mm -hmm. along those plates before... we might have a major natural disaster. We might. Um, We'll just have to see how this plays out since Mm. I doubt there's any real data on how this affects literally the earth itself. But the, the planet astrologers look to for predicting earthquakes in the past is typically Pluto because Pluto is the destroyer planet. And like I said, it is in the 12th house of shocking secrets and surprises. So whatever is happening, um, we won't see it coming. God. It'll it'll <laughs> just happen. Um, it's ominous. It can be. One thing I don't like about Western astrology, Holly, Hmm. is that there aren't remedies given like in Vedic Eastern astrology. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I had given this reading in Vedic, I would say, go out, break 100 coconuts and give away five (laughs) outfits to charity. Feed the stray dogs. Everything will turn out cheeky fine. But in Western astrology, we're just like, hold your breath. Pray to God. (laughs) Pray to God. Meditate. Yep. You know, hope you're in the right place at the right time. Right. 
It'll all be fine. So I thought it might be really fun, Holly, to add some humor to our readings. You came up with this idea. Mm. Oh, what is it called? Horror? Horror scopes. Yeah, where we tell each sign what horrible things they can expect. (laughs) I love it. I think our (laughs) listeners are really going to go for it. Okay. You know, we're going to talk about what the scariest thing is going to happen for each of the Zodiac signs Mm -hmm. in the next couple of weeks until our next show. But the best part of it, we're going to do it with humor. Yes. So that, you know, it's kind of in the spirit of satire. We're giving you uh, the medicine with some sugar to go down. Yes. So that, you know, it's easier for you to. Well, I mean, you can't get away from terror. Yeah, no. Something scary is going to happen. I mean, we're the scary podcast. This is who we are. We're trying to fill you with fear, everybody. So (laughs) it was my birthday. Yeah. And I'm going to use the new deck that Holly has purchased for me. Yeah. Happy birthday. She got me the Naked Heart Tarot. That's right. Scandalous. And it's weird because Carol is naked right now. No, I <laughs> I want to be naked because it's so dang hot out. It's so hot. It's seriously oh. like over 90 yeah, today. It's terrible. We're Sweltering. not used to this. Sweltering. Woo! We're, com- we're always complaining about the weather. It's I either know, raining we- and dismal or it's too hot or something's no. always wrong. I know. Sorry you know. about that. We got to get more interesting. But the weather is so interesting to us sometimes. <laughs> It's um so this tarot deck is beautiful. It's by Jillian C. Wild. Mm-hmm. I think cool. I think everybody needs this. Yeah, it's I like the artwork on it. Um, it has a quote in there. Oh, it says the naked heart holds the secrets of the soul. How fitting for our secrets being revealed. It's very good. Very good. It's very um uh, on point. On point and very appropriate. That's what I'm looking for. Um, we're each gonna do a card for each um sign. Is that what we're gonna do? Yeah, we both are going to lay one down for okay. each sign. Okay, sounds and good. And what are you going to mm-hmm. use? I'm using the uh, <laughs> Crystal Visions Tarot by Jennifer Galasso. Well, that looks like a positive deck. Yeah, it doesn't look scary or, or anything. At so anything. So this will be fine. <laughs> You'll be the sweet with the with the terror. I'll going do. Down. I'll do it a little. Yeah, I'll be the sweet part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All okay, right. So we'll start with Aries. Yes, let's okay, do it. We'll be right back. Bye. And we're each gonna do it back and forth. So what what do you what did you get for Aries, Aries Holly? I got the Queen of Pentacles. So for me, um, the Queen of Pentacles is basically a hippie. So for you, Aries, I think what's gonna happen is you're gonna end up at a yoga class next to a hippie-like woman that doesn't shave her armpits, and she's gonna sit real close <laughs> to you, and she's gonna be stinky and sweaty, and it's gonna get all over you and your yoga mat. But it's going to really help you with that grand fixed energy of stress. <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to punch someone in the face after your yoga Yeah, class. you are, though. No. <laughs> What'd you get, Carol? Okay, I got Innocence of Pentacles, and there's a nice little baby calf on that. And so I really do think you're going to have to sacrifice an animal <laughs> to get through this month, the next couple weeks. Maybe a cow. Or maybe a cow. And... um. I think also you might be called to pet sit that for somebody might be and that can more be realistic. That can be very scary because, you know, mm. you're responsible for somebody's animal. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, good luck. Okay. Good luck. Okay. Next one we got was for uh, Gemini. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Taurus. Taurus. Oh, me. Yes. Yeah. Taurus. 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 I'm sorry. The Keep sign of Taurus. Taurus. So for Taurus, I got the star. And as we all know, oh, I the, love the, star. the star is somebody who's sitting by some water pouring water into different containers 
and they're standing by a lake or a body of water of some kind, to me, this tells me you're going to have to pee outside. <laughs> At some point, you're going to have to use the bathroom and you're probably have to pee into well, a that, lake. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. What'd you get? Taurus wouldn't like that at all. Mm -mm. I got, surprisingly, the Ten of Cups for Taurus, which is ultimate uh, fulfillment. And look, all the rainbow crystals <laughs> on there. Yeah. I think... Taurus this month is going to be so overwhelmed with love at Gay Pride Parade. They might, you know, with the surprise choices coming up, yeah. some of you guys may be rethinking things. Oh, you know, get to experiment a little bit. Maybe. Huh. Okay. Any e either way, there's a lot of love coming in your <laughs> life. And sometimes Taurus is a little scared of that. Yeah. It's kind of right. too overwhelming. It makes you step outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Is that why you're naked right now? Are you I'm not trying naked. to explore this? You you have that in your mind. I, I'm wondering what's going on with you. Do you have Taurus not in your side? Are you I'm switching not the sides, no. Holly? No. Okay. All right, we're all right. talking oh, about you. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. What's our last sign? Last for is Gemini. Oh, I, we're doing this in, in uh, stages of threes because we can't memorize things that's right, very that's well. Right. I'm like looking at this. I'm like, what sign is next? Okay, Gemini. So you want to go first? No, go ahead. To? I got the Ace of Swords. Oh. And all I could really think is that you're going to get a tattoo that you hate. Oh, yeah. It's going to be very painful, <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a big dagger with, with yes. roses and butterflies around it on my card. And all I can think of is it looks like a tattoo. Oh, you must be getting a tattoo that you're not going to mm -hmm. like. Okay. And what'd you yeah. get? And it's going to be in a place that surprises people. The inner thigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Place that people can't see. Yeah. All right. I drew the two of pentacles. Okay, Gemini, uh, that means two, duality. You are the sign of doubles. And um, yeah, I'm sorry to say the scariest thing for you is you're going to have to take a second job. Oh, shit. Because, you know, you want abundance. You want to save more. You want to um, pay for this tattoo you're going to hate. Yeah, and so I do see extra work coming into your life. Oh, cool. All right, we'll be right back with- The um, next three. Which are Cancer, Leo, and Virgo? Cancer, Leo, and Virgo. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Carol, why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, the first card that I drew for Cancer, mm -hmm. the spirit of pentacles. And I really feel like that's going to mean with this big energy going on, you're going to be struggling with constipation. Yes. It's okay. Terrifying. It, it's okay to use the, um, you know, bathroom at work. Just bring some air freshener with you. And it's okay. Take your time. I know. Take your time. Don't blow an O-ring. Yeah, don't give yourself hemorrhoids over it. Mm -mm. And here's the thing. With this book, there's a nice little phrase. Now is the time to pass my wisdom on to help others connect with their goals. So it's very scary, this passing, but it'll happen. <laughs> and you'll be relieved. That's true. The passing of the poo will happen. Yes. Eventually. What did you get? Um, I got the two of cups. And in my card, it shows a girl and a boy and they're naked and they're soaking in a pond together and there's the girl, that theme again yes that's right and she's got her lawn hair covering her body she looks a little awkward so to me uh cancer you're gonna end up naked in a hot tub with somebody okay cool. <laughs> not a good thing that is awkward because you don't know this person so well <laughs> good luck with that good luck okay so leo what'd you get for leo I got the heart of cups. So I, I really feel like this is a beach scene. There's a whale. You're going to be at the beach. You're going to think you're having fun watching the whale. <laughs> you could have like a whale sighting the cup you're drinking, but be careful because there are sneaker waves. Yeah. And there's a wave in the cup. So just don't turn your back on the ocean. Don't turn your back. Not nope. with surprises going on That's this right. month. That's right. 
Um, and I got the Ten of Cups and I'm interpreting this as make sure when you're getting busy with your partner to lock your bedroom door. Otherwise, your kids are going to come in and see you. Wow. That would be terrifying. That would be scary. So if you want to protect your children from seeing that, uh, then lock your doors. Lock your doors. Okay. Good job. Thank you. And the last one is Virgo. What'd you get for Hi, Virgo? Virgo. Virgo, you don't like this. It's the fool. You don't like to be made the fool in front of anyone. No. I'm sorry. You're a perfectionist. We know that. That's terrifying. But with this energy, don't let it, you know, trigger you. You could you could really be triggered by this. What'd you get? Oh, I got <laughs> got a much darker card for Virgo. Oh, gosh. I got the Ten of Swords, which basically Virgo means you're going to be murdered. Or, oh. you, or you're going to murder somebody. Oh, my gosh. Or, I thought you were bringing the sweet. Or Holly. or you're just going to watch a lot of true crime. <laughs> <laughs> I like to watch the true crime. But, but it's, it's a dark scary. card. So it's dark. It's, I'm thinking it's true crime, most likely. There's yeah. not a lot of murders that happen. But yeah. for you, I'm thinking you're going to watch a lot of true crime that's going to scare yeah. you. But if it's, it's going to be scary. Yeah. If it's a revenge killing, though, I can kind of see it with the fool, mm, you know, being made fun of. That's true. They being do go made together. to look really bad. Huh. So and well, Virgo could justify that. Try to keep it cool, Virgo. Keep it cool. Don't overreact. Okay, let's do okay. the next three. Okay, the next three are going to be Libra. Libra. Scorpio. Libra. Scorpio. Sagittarius. Sagittarius. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Carol, what did you get for Libra? Libra, oh Libra. I drew the heart of pentacles and you know, I know you want that spa day, but this is clearly <laughs> warning me that it could go very terribly wrong for mm. you. Stay away from anybody that's not a complete experienced licensed technician or esthetician. Don't let anyone practice on you. Don't, yeah, you could have a really bad allergic reaction to a facial and for God's sake, stay away from the toenail clippers. <laughs> Not good. This is oh, the scariest thing for you. That is scary. Well, uh, Libra, you're going to join a cult. I got the oh, hair yay. That's a good thing, Libra, well, for you. I don't think so. Oh no, is this a bad cult? Yeah, I don't think it's a good cult. I don't think most cults are good necessarily, oh. but this would be scary. I was going to start one. So be wary, unless it's Carol's cult, be wary of any cult you might join. At least don't drink or eat anything <laughs> while you're in a cult. Don't accept any <laughs> That's gifts. my advice. And don't give them access to your bank accounts <laughs> yes. and whatever you do. All right. What did you get for Scorpio? And if their spokesperson is Tom Cruise, just run. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get for Scorpio? I got the three of pentacles. And I really do think you scorpions are going to be hiking a lot. You're going to step in a pit of fire-breathing ants that mm -hmm. are going to attack your ankles. Red fire ants. Red fire ants. The card has red fire ants on it. Yes, it does. But but the good news is that you're going to come up with the most brilliant idea when you're hiking. So hmm. I think it'll all be worth it in the end. Maybe how to kill fire ants. <laughs> it's going to be really scary, though. Yeah. Well, Scorpio, I got the Nine of Cups, which tells me you're going to have a party and no one's going to come to it. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. Scorpio actually would prefer that, I think. Yeah, well, I show this girl drinking alone. Like, she has all these cups out waiting for people to show up, and they don't. How sad. That is sad. That's scary. No sorry, friends, Scorpio. Scorpio. Mm. All right, Sagittarius. Sag, what's going on with you? Yeah, it's my sign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one's... This one is kind of interesting it's got a horse on it and i know horses represent you know movement our vehicles i really think the scariest thing for you sagittarius is leaving 
your meal in your car accidentally, you know, food and the heat's going to come and it's just going to make driving your car a stinky, horrible experience oh my gosh. for you. That will probably happen to me. I do tend to eat in my car. Yes, just oh. just don't do it. Okay. Just please try to make it home first. Yes, don't leave your your lunch in the car. What if I'm hungry? You can eat, just don't leave it in the car. Okay, especially not overnight. <laughs> What'd okay. you get? I got I got the six of cups, which means Sagittarius, you're going to be asked to babysit. Oh, and Lord. I don't. I'm not, you know, Sagittarius is like their freedom. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be tied down. They want to no. be able to go at a moment's notice. And because of this kid, now you're going to have to stay home. So you could also have somebody because it's surprise season. Mm-hmm. You could have somebody showing up saying you're the parent of oh, their God. kid. That's even more scary. <laughs> That's really terrifying. That is terrifying. Oh, my God, Sagittarius. Don't answer the door, whatever you do. Just don't go outside. Or your phone. Just stay hunkered down. Just walk around your house and get your energy spent that way. Oh, my God. All right. That was great. Let's do the next three. Okay. So Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. Pisces. We'll be right back. Okay. Here we are. We are back with Capricorn. I got the Hainman, which tells me, Capricorn, that you're going to go to a Cirque du Soleil um, oh, yeah. showing and it's going to go bad. Oh, no. So be careful oh. about what you witness at Cirque du Soleil. It might change you forever. And don't wear green, whatever no, you no, do. No, don't. And don't, don't wear green to the circus. Don't let them tie you up. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. What'd you get? I got Capricorn, the Four of Wands, which means you're going to be going to a wedding. It's going to really make you very emotional. You're going to cry in front of everyone at this wedding. That means mascara running down the face, which is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Terrifying. Not only that, at the um, wedding rece- uh, reception, I see you knocking over a beautiful display of flowers. Mm. So be careful. Don't be klutzy. Look around. Keep your wits about you. It's going to be okay, Capricorn. And bring lots of Kleenex. All right. Uh, Aquarius, I got the three of cups. That means your friends are going to go drinking without you and they're going to gossip about you while they do. Well, that kind of plays into what I drew for Aquarius. Mm. Aquarius, while your friends are out partying without you, they couldn't invite you out anyway because you lost your cell phone. (laughs) That is so terrifying and so scary right now. That sucks. You have the worst problem with technology sometimes. Mm. When you're good, when it is good, but when it's bad, it's so bad because your whole life is technology. Communication for you is everything. It's supposed to be the age of Aquarius, Aquarius. It's supposed to be. So keep your phone with you. Keep the eyes on the prize. Or get that Neuralink so you don't need a phone. (laughs) Get the Neuralink. Okay, so sorry, Aquarius. Next. Pisces. Oh, Um, Pisces. I got the Queen of Swords. Yikes. Which tells me, Pisces, that you're going to go to a cosplay event and a woman dressed as a butterfly is going to strike you down with her sword. Yeah, I can see that. What'd you get? And Pisces would go to that for sure. I think so. Dreamy Pisces. Well... Pisces, um, I got the nine of swords and you're going to have some heinous nightmares. Ew. It's so scary. Probably because that woman kicks your ass in the cosplay event. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think the nightmares are going to be about all that cashmere that you put away for winter and mm. you're going to be dreaming that moths are eating it. Ew. So get some cedar. All right, you guys. Well, get that, some cedar. That concludes our horoscope. That is it. The best of luck to you until next month when we give you your yes. next set of horoscopes. And hope you like those tarot tips <laughs> and <laughs> advice right. we gave you. That's right. 
So for me today, uh, for our little snippet on the tarot, I'm going to talk about the numbers. The no- oh, yeah. Yeah, the numbers cool. in the tarot cards. Yeah, there are numbers. That's right. Because each card in the tarot has a number associated with it, with the exception of the court cards, which are the kings, the queens, the knights, and the pages. Um, the minor arcana are numbered 1 through 10, while the major arcana are numbered 0 through 21. The full card is the only card in the tarot that has been assigned the number 0. The number 0, of course, as you know, Carol, has no value. The, because the uh, fool himself has no experience, no judgment, no idea what he or she is doing or where they're headed. They have nothing to offer because their value is set at nothing. So they have no experiences. They're just kind of an inexperienced, um, unintelligent human that's ex- trying to experience life. So, oh my God, I hope I never get the fool drawn on the spread then. That well, sounds horrible. If you think about a little kid, they don't mm. really know anything. No, they don't. So it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. That's zero for the fool. And then for the ones, we have the magician, which is the major arcana card. We have the ace of cups, the ace of pentacles, the ace of swords, and the ace of wands. Ones represent new beginnings, infinite potential, and a sweeping upsurge of energy or an intense spark that sends one on a new journey or down a new path. I love getting the ace of pentacles because that means a... New job. New job. Money, money, money. Yep. Yep. This energy can be overwhelming and needs to be shaped and molded before it can be of great use to the one receiving its effects. It's also the number of unity, one solid structure or band of energy that is whole and not has not divided itself in two. So then we go to the twos, um, which is the high priestess, the two of cups, the two of pentacles, two of swords, two of wands, yada, yada. In the energy of the twos, the unity in the ones has divided, and the focus is now on the union between the two divisions. The twos are about partnership, balance, relationship with one another, opposition, duality, collaboration, or the coming together of two forms of energy. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to add to the twos? The twos are confusing because when you're really trying to get answers, mm-hmm. it'll give you more options. Yeah. And true. so I don't mm-hmm. like the two energy as much. Yeah. It's not as concrete. Mm-hmm. Right. Then we have the threes, which is the Empress, the Three of Cups, the Three of Pentacles, the Three of Swords, the Three of Wands. The threes represent groups that come together for growth, change, and creative expansion. The Empress card could mean you and me and baby makes three. It can also refer <laughs> to the completion of the first phase of a project or idea. Then we have the fours, which is the emperor, the four of cups, four of pentacles, four of swords, four of wands. Think of the fours like the legs of a table. The four legs provide stability, support, and strength. A structure has been put in place and there is stability from which to grow. The fours lay down a solid baseline from which to move forward. It also indicates rationality. Mm -hmm. I like the fours. Mm -hmm. I do too. Then the fives is the Hierophant, the five of pentacles, the five of cups, the five of swords, the five of wands. The stable energy in the fours is shaking up in the fives. The Mm -hmm. fives bring instability, struggle, change, and conflict. It can rock the boat over the waves of harmony. That is true. Yep. And then we have the sixes, which are the lovers, the six of pentacles, six of cups, six of wands, six of swords. Though the fives can create a bit of a rough patch, the sixes are where things are reconciled and smoothed back out via communication, cooperation, positive exchange of energy, harmony, and movement. And then the sevens is the chariot and the sevens of the pentacles, cups, wands, and swords. Uh, The sevens are considered the number of the divine and obtaining wisdom. Sevens are about gaining knowledge and reflecting on our life, assessing where we are at and understanding what we need to do next. 
Then we have the eights, which is strength, the eight of pentacles, cups, wands, and swords. Eights indicate another level of accomplishment, much like what we saw in the threes. It represents mastering of a project skill or emotional energy, and it indicates movement, action, justice, and growth. Then the nines are the hermit or the nine of pentacles, cups, wands, and swords. Nine shows that we have accomplished a goal, but there is yet another step if we want to keep going. Nines indicate attainment, fulfillment, accomplishment, and change. And finally, it's like getting a B in class rather than the A. Yeah. But you're almost there. You're almost there. And then finally, the tens are the wheel of fortune, the ten of pentacles, cups, wands, and swords. Tens are the fully accomplished goal found in the nines and suggested next steps. They indicate completion, the end of a phase, cycle, or period of time. This is when closure can occur and one can rise to the next level or move on to the next adventure. For the cards numbered above 10, you can use the numerology function of adding the double digit numbers together. So for example, number 11, the justice card would be added one plus one, which would equal two. Therefore, the justice card will correlate with the twos, which we already know from above means partnership, balance, relationship with another, opposition, duplicity, collaboration, or the coming together of two forms of energy. So the hangman would be three. You are guilty, not guilty. Yeah. <laughs> the hangman would be three. Death would be four. Temperance would be five. The devil would be six. The tower would be seven. The star would be eight. The moon would be nine. The sun would be 10. Judgment would be two. And the world would be three. So there, anyway, that is the numbers and how they, um, what they mean in the tarot. Love it. Yeah. Just like a little short and sweet, but we thought we'd just do a little extra little tarot tidbit there. And along with your lesson. tarot horoscope readings today, <laughs> we, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks. Have a good one. Until next time. Bye. Congratulations. Oh, what are they celebrating? Well, we have Taurus in your North Node, Gemini, highlighting... (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say Taurus in your North Node sounds like a sexual problem. (laughs) We should do some sexual astrology on the show. Sexual astrology. (laughs) Oh, boy. We'll have have a lot of people tuning in for that one. Yeah. Wait, hold on a second. I need water. Okay. Gulp. Gulp. Thanks, Carol. Gulp, gulp, gulp. So this is May 19th, the new moon. Okay, I got to repeat this because I'm like, all these dates are getting my mind boggled. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts and all dolls are definitely haunted. guys be sure to follow us on instagram our handle is at fireside phantoms if you have a spooky story you would like to share with us send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode